Jules fans and welcome to another episode of the ME7 Breakfast Show with me Matt. So uh, apologies for being off for the last couple of weeks, um, stuff going on at home, you may have seen a tweet, uh, so I just didn't really want to do a show to be fair. Uh, but look we're back, we're going to be going on strong so obviously always please get in your comments and questions. Um, look, I'm going to start this though first on obviously the news that we all heard of what happened yesterday at Priestfield Stadium. I don't want to go too much in depth. I don't think the guy that did it deserves any more light shown on him. He just needs to be forgotten and gone. But guys, come on. There are some of you here that will probably watch this that sometimes might step over the line. Okay, I, I understand sometimes we do stuff in the heat at the moment, but Racism has no place in football. The ME7 guys, um, they, they all will, I'm sure, support the message of, you know, we need to kick racism out. It's been going on for years. Um, and the best way we can kick it out is us as fans, is by us saying something. Ultimately, the, the guy yesterday was kicked out because us fans, we, we got up and we said something. We said it wasn't right. We said it needed to stop. The stewards acted, he's now got a lifetime ban and we never have to see his face at Priestville Stadium ever again, which is great, great. But we need to do it more often because eventually we're going to get points deductions, we're going to get stadium bans. I'm not there, I, I don't do it. I don't want to get a stadium ban. I want to be able to go and watch my team on a Saturday at Priestville Stadium and I'm sure a lot of you guys there uh, that watch this uh, do too. So. Just stop it. <laughs> Simple. Uh, sorry to have a little rant at the start of the video, but look, this is uh, obviously all about news. Uh, we're gonna get onto the news a bit later on. We're gonna get loads of comments and questions. If you haven't already heard it, please go and uh, watch the, uh, sorry, please go and have a listen to the, ooh, my phone going off, the ME7 uh, rank cast. I think it should be aptly called from last night. Um, it hour and a half I think it was um, really good though discussion uh, we're going to go through the comments from that um, a little bit later uh, obviously I've been off for a few weeks so we're going to do a play of the week but we're going to do it a bit differently we're going to almost do it as a play of the month so uh, again please get voting in the comments below uh, and yeah guys uh, thanks for watching we're, we'll speak to you in a minute So, on to the news. Now, obviously, uh, the big news I have just said, uh, obviously Gillingham could be potentially facing a points deduction, uh, a stadium ban, and another fine due to another incident that has gone on at the stadium. Uh, obviously, uh, last week as well, for those of you that don't know, uh, I believe it was a vape or a battery or something like that was thrown at the uh, Notts County goalkeeper. The referee reported the incident at the time. Yesterday there was an incident of racial abuse uh, uh, towards Omar Bogle. Again, the referee uh, reported the incident at the time. Uh, so it looks like we are going to be getting a fine, uh, say a points deduction, I reckon, uh, or a stadium ban, something like that. Um, yeah, so obviously that's not great news because now it's starting to make us Jules fans uh, give us Jules fans a bad name. And I said 95% of us are nothing like that. Um, so, you know, I, I said at the start of the video, guys, please, if you see something, say something. There's numbers up there. 
Uh, I've got to say a massive shout out to Joe Comper. I'm not going to read the whole statement because I. Uh, I'm not going to read the whole statement because uh, again, you can have, have find it and please actually go out there and find Omar Bogle's statement because I, I fully endorse everything that he has said as well. Uh, but look, yeah, the guy's been given a lifetime ban. If you see something, no, please, you know, I, I don't care if it's your best friend. I'm sorry, they don't doesn't deserve to be in the stadium. So you know, say something and kick them out. Obviously, the other big news uh, going on at Gillingham at the moment is we have been without manager now for three weeks. And it does look like uh, Keith Millen will be in charge potentially for the Hereford game unless an appointment is made soon. Brad and Shannon are back in the country. They have stated that they had uh, whittled down uh, to a very basic a few ca candidates. I think it was three or four candidates that we were going to be seeing uh, last week. I'm guessing now it's decision time to decide who they want to go with. If it's potentially a manager like Scott Lindsay, who is still in the job, obviously negotiations will have to be made with Crawley. If it's a free agent, you know, it might just be a case of trying to tie up loose ends, sort out backroom staff. Well, obviously, we don't know. But there is a high likelihood that the, uh, the the man in charge at the weekend will probably be Keith, even if a man, uh, even if we saw it appoint somebody before then. Um, in terms of injuries, uh, obviously the, the, the big news uh, at the weekend was we saw Tim Dieng back on the bench, which I think is excellent news. I, I really do, uh, oh, apologies, <laughs> Sorry, I really do like Tim Dieng um, and, and I think we've kind of missed him in the middle of the park, so getting him back I think is brilliant. Obviously he didn't actually come on and play yesterday and to be fair the, the game was kind of dead in the second half so there was no need to. Um, so yeah, rest him, give him some minutes against Hereford next week uh, and hopefully he'll be back for the Wrexham game. Uh, again, actually good news for us Jules fans, <laughs> especially with the way we're playing at the moment, but Paul Mullin will be suspended for Wrexham because he has picked up his fifth yellow card, so he won't be playing against us uh, in two weeks' time. Uh, so yes, so that's kind of a bit of good news. Um, uh, yeah, in terms of other, other uh, of his injury, uh, injuries, uh, Ollie Hawkins, Keith Millen did come out and say that he's getting close. Uh, I, look, he hasn't given a time frame uh, as such, but he is getting close, and there is a possibility that again uh, he could be back sooner rather than later. And again, I've said it before on the pods. I've said a hundred million times. I think we need to have two up front, and I think if we can get a fully fit Ollie Hawkins and a fully fit Monica Ollie Bond playing up top together. Um, I, I think we could go and smash it, um, and I, th I think we'd do really well. Uh, or even sort of for say Ollie Hawkins and Tom Nichols, or Ollie Hawkins and Ashley Addison, any kind of those combinations. But if you're going to have a player target man and you're going to play it with Ollie Hawkins, uh, you know I, I think we'd do really well. Uh, that's it in terms of news. We're going to get onto your comments and questions in a minute, and then we're going to do your player of the week. So, onto your comments, and <coughs> there are quite a few. I will try and get through them as quickly as possible, but honestly, guys, um, me, myself, uh, sorry, uh, Owen and Reese last night, um, uh, obviously we discussed uh, a big uh, a big uh, length, sorry, sort of the, the issue that went on on the ground yesterday and, and what's going to happen to the club, so please, I, I implore you guys, go on, if you haven't, go and have a listen, because... Yeah, we get into it. Uh, but some of the comments, uh, and I might explain a, a little bit of maybe context uh, of, of if uh, if I need to. So, first one, Alex Pooley, uh, Matt Olsen. Unfortunately, me and Reese looked nothing alike, and mine was checked. So, 
Uh, Reese does mention in the pod that uh, as he was walking up to his seat in the rain and rain, I believe he sits in block three, I think he said it was, um, she would stop him, asked him, can I please see, see where you're sitting? Absolutely fine. Reese showed him his card, moved on. Uh, and then a guy, uh, I think it was Reese's friend, was behind him, coming up the stairs, didn't get his check. Uh, and then somebody else didn't get theirs checked, and then somebody else didn't get theirs checked. I, I did suggest it might have been because they were looking for somebody who might have looked similar to Reese, and they were just trying to gauge where that person was. Whatever it was, that if they started to check uh, tickets when you're actually in the ground as well for that, obviously if we're going to be able to cut stuff out, that would be brilliant. Uh, Alex also then uh, did mention uh, the fan who sat, uh, sits next to him in block four at the very top. He literally went there to the bloke before the stewards or police reacted. Um, this was, uh, I think, the, the point. I don't know if you guys, have, uh, if you were in the area, you may have seen it. If you don't know, ultimately, it was the fans who had to tell the stewards what this guy had done for him to then be kicked out. Even though it was kind of right under the stewards' nose. But look, I'm not going to get onto that. I just feel that she was my need uh, slightly extra training. That's all that is. Uh, Jules, fa uh, stats and facts. Should the club look to uh, restrict the volume of space available at the front of the random end in order to deter uh, from fans leaving their seats and running to the front uh, to, sh uh, to shout abuse? I kind of get where you would be coming from, but actually I think at the same time, the best way of doing it is by trying to man it. Now look, one of the worst things about being a steward is it's a part-time job, you work three, maybe four hours, you're probably paid minimum wage, you know, you, what else are you gonna be doing in the week? You know, you're only gonna work 20 odd weekends a year. Um, it, it's not the most glamorous of jobs, and like, I'll be honest, maybe most stewards' hearts aren't really in it, but I do think that, you know, more stewarding would actually probably deter that better. If we have to go down the route of even getting more policing or even you know getting uh, is it SIA security guards whatever it is if we have to pay extra then so be it I would rather pay an extra few quid uh, on my season ticket each year to make sure that I feel safe and the players aren't being racially abused or having stuff thrown at them and that they're safe I would rather that pay an extra few quid just so that we were manned a bit more Anyway, uh, Jules, Sats and Facts, thank you for that. Uh, James Bush, I agree with Reese. Uh, none of the candidates are appealing to me either. The players we have brought in are experienced players that have played at a high level. We need a manager who is uh, who has similar levels and experiences to get them all on site. Again, this is this down to who we were talking about uh, manager-wise. Again, uh, I actually kind of agree. I, I agreed with uh, Reese last night. There's... Uh, of the list of available candidates, and I'm, I'm going to say available candidates here, nobody is jumping off the page at this moment in time. Uh, look, you guys may disagree, you may be screaming out, but I know there is Stuart Lewis, not that one. He really wants Steve Bruce, but uh, I wouldn't want Steve Bruce personally. I would want uh, Clements, his, his assistant, uh, uh, to come in as maybe his manager, uh, to per, 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 uh, personally. I understand... Steve Bruce comes with a kind of caveat, you know, he, he is a very well-known manager and this could be his last swan song, you know, trying to get the jewels out of League Two, but I just don't see it fitting, sorry. Um, in fact, the next comment was that of Stuart Lewis saying, appoint Steve Bruce tomorrow morning. <laughs> so, uh, Blue Brazil, spot on, uh, rudderless ship, fans have been 
patient enough. Situation needs resolving this week and fans deserve some kind of explanation as why we let Neil go and which individuals were involved in the decision making and the reasoning. Blue Brazil, just to go, uh, I don't know if you know, there was a little interview with um, Neil Harris done last week. Might give you a bit of information or you might take it with a pinch of salt. That's entirely up to you. Look, there are, have been conflicting rumours and all that. And yes, look, it would be nice for Brad to come out and say, the reason why I decided to let Neil go, because ultimately it's his club and that's what we want to hear, is X, Y and Z. Whatever. We don't want to be hearing that, you know, it was X, Y or Z. We want to hear it that it was Brad. It was Brad's decision. It is his club. He owns it at the end of the day. We want to know that he is making the decisions and it's not other people around him convincing him that this is the right decision because I've said it once, I'll say it again, Neil Harris teams always come strong in the second half of the season. Why didn't we give him at least until Christmas to see if we were there or thereabouts, you know, in the sort of touching at least playoffs because I think if we were, we'd be promoted come the, come May. Without him uh, at the moment, we look leaderless, we look directionless. It's no no fault of Keith's, but yes, stuff needs to change ASAP, and hopefully this week something will happen. Um, so yeah, Blue, uh, thank you for again for sending in your comment. Uh, Al Thompson, uh, Thompson, sorry, we used to be a family club that ran down generations. Yep, absolutely. Uh, now we have uh, thugs, bigots and drunken fools. The feel-good factor has gone completely and it's sad, angry environment now. When I eventually have children, I would not want to be taking them to Priestfield and that's heartbreaking. I currently myself do not have children, but I will say uh, I 100% agree with you. Uh, even my friend I sit next to as we were leaving, he, he said, you know, look, he'd love to take his son to a Jules game but he would not take him to the Rainer Men. And that's sad because the Rainer Men used to be so fun and yet I have a guy who sits you know, three or four rows behind me and all I hear literally for the whole 90 minutes is effing this and seeing that and I don't want to be hearing that. I want to be there to watch my football team and enjoy the game. I would rather see the Jules lose 2-0 but he'd be able to enjoy the game because I don't have all that going on behind me but it's never going to happen, isn't it? Because people like to have a drink. And I think ultimately this is the biggest problem because, yeah, I will go to a Priestfield and I will have a beer before the game. A beer. That's the argument. It's a beer. There's people that go to the pub, bang on as soon as it opens at 12 o'clock. And then they're drinking right through till half two, trying to get as many pints down their neck as possible. And they're walking there drunk and then... They sit in effing this and effing that and effing that because they think it's funny and they think they are and they think they can take on the world. That's ultimately where it comes from. It you know, it is unfortunate, but until you know that gets banned, which it won't. What can we do? Uh, but Al, thank you for your comment anyway, buddy. Uh, Mike Cunningham, unfortunately we lack leaders, uh, leaders um, characters for any kind of promotion push right now. Also, no movement, no urgency, and up the ante. Very lethargic and no one willing to grab a game like today by the scruff of the neck and drag us forward. Inconsistent mid-table team is how we look. And I think that's generate. Um, I, I <sighs> Look... 
there was no movement up front. We did look lead, leaderless. Yeah, I, I think actually we, we look like a team that are actually going to be nearer the lower half of the table right now, even though when you look at the kind of players that we've got, again, on paper, we should be right, right up there. So, um, yeah, I'm not going to, you know... I, I don't want to badmouth the players at the moment because I said I think it literally is just down to the fact that we don't have a a man at the helm. You know, somebody who is giving us our direction, giving us our way forward. But that will hopefully eventually come. Uh, Elliot uh, Grunwell, uh, I don't feel anything for the result. Yes, we didn't play great against a poor team. It happens. What I feel terrible about, about is the racist fan. I feel ashamed that this is part of the club. I know we can say every club has them, but we are in a, uh, in national headlines. It's embarrassing. Yet, yeah. go online, you'll see it all over the place. I said it gives us Jules fans a bad name, and I said I'm not like that. I know 95% of the people that sit in and around where I sit are not like that, but the idiot that was literally 10 yards away from me to my left uh, that got up and did what he did, I'm, I'm sorry it's unexcusable and I said I'm just glad I will never see you at the uh, football game again uh, Julian Inkpen uh, I sat uh, on the end of row in block 4 with a steward stood there the whole game and I did not see him check one ticket yeah, maybe, so maybe it was just in that block maybe that certain area I said to Reese, maybe it was they were looking for a certain individual or a couple of individuals uh, that may have been what it was. Uh, but yeah, again, where I sit in block five, I didn't get my ticket checked. I got it scanned as I walked in and that, that was it. Uh, DT, not always about the beer, etc. I've happily drink several beers at a game today. Not once did I think about racially abusing a player. I've lived in Nottingham for 15 years and I'm afraid to say it generally, the tone, thoughts of people down this way, shocking and embarrassing. I've got to say, you know, look, that's fine have as many beers as you want if you feel that you are not going to be you know that kind of person absolutely great the problem is like you said maybe down this way maybe in in the south we find it a bit more acceptable i don't want to say that word but when you've had a few beers then that's why you're willing to do it but again i'm not that person i'm you know i had a few beers last night you might be able to tell when you listen to the pod did I racially abuse anyone? No. Did I think about it? No. But that's me. But there are people out there, you know, that are willing to do it. And I just, I, I don't get why. I don't see it being any kind of, you know, sort of importance. But, look, what can we do, hey? I, you know, I said, we're probably going to get a points deduction. And if we, uh, look, if we lose out by going up by one point and we've had a points deduction... That fan becomes public enemy number one to all Jules, uh, Jules fans. So anyway, uh, DC, thank you for uh, that question. Uh, Ash, uh, sorry, that, that, that comment uh, yesterday. Ash Neal, uh, feel for Alexander, poor today and Tuesday. Hopefully he will be back to his best for next week. Also feel for Bon. He does everything right, but finish. We, uh, but finish. we need Ash back uh, uh, and stick him up and Tom Nichols up top with Bon behind them. Look, I would like that. I'd like to see Nichols, Bon, and uh, uh, Nadison on the pitch all at the same time. But actually, I think it's never going to happen because you're going to want at least one of them to be on the bench to bring on just in case something happens. But I mean, you imagine that as a lineup going forward, that would be amazing. I mean, again, no offense to Tom Nichols, but if you were to top, drop Tom Nichols and bring in Ollie Hawkins, have Ollie Hawkins as your target man with Bon and Nadison playing off either side again. Look, how amazing is that? And again, you could even drop Nadison and or drop Bond and bring Nichols in, and uh, you know, 
there, there is a potential a lot of potential depth in that squad. Um, on Alexander, look, he he had a poor game. He he all know he had a poor game. Um, it's unfortunate, but again, two poor games isn't going to define his season. He will get better. He'll take more penalties, I'm sure, and he'll he'll definitely put them in the back of the net, unlike the one at Swindon. Uh, but yeah, two poor games by by Shea. He, he'll know it, and um, you know, uh, uh, to to quote uh, uh, Ted Lasso, "Be a goldfish, Shea. Be a goldfish." Um, Becca Martin, it's the worst I've seen the fan base in years. The uh, the years we won the league, I don't remember us having any issue with things like this. We literally have black players. How are they feeling this evening? Becca, totally, absolutely agree with you 100%. I said, you know, how's Shad? How's Shay going to be feeling? Maybe that's kind of why Shay was a little bit put off in the second half. You know, there was a couple of misplaced passes. Maybe that's what he was thinking about. Because the players are going to know straight away as soon as it happens. So, um, Julian, again, uh, totally agree, Owen. We should have put, uh, we should never have put ourselves in this position. Harris was doing a good job. Yeah, I think we've all said this before. You know, if they had had somebody lined up, you know, had it been two, you know, sort of a week, ten days, uh, and we'd had a manager in, we'd be going, yep, absolutely fine, no problem. But it's been like three weeks, and you know, the ship is slowly sinking. We have a slight leak at the moment; it needs to be plugged. We need our captain and our manager at the helm and ASAP. So please get on it, Brad. Um, Smitty, uh, great listen again this evening, guys. Thank you very much, Smitty. Our game, Scott Lindsay, is not what we need. We need a winner, and that is not him. Uh, winning games are ugly or pretty. It doesn't matter as long as we win. We have more possession, most games since Harris has gone, and we've been shipping goals. I don't know the answer, but no, Lindsay isn't. Look, for me, if Lindsay was signed, say, a couple of weeks ago, I would have been quite happy, but... I would be underwhelmed if he was to sign now but um, it's no offence to him I just feel that it, it's taking too long and right now we need that kind of marquee manager I feel if it, the fact it's been this long that's what kind of what I feel we need uh, but yeah again thank you for sending in your uh, comment Al uh, Stuart Bourne uh, poor performance both of the players uh uh, and the fans, we should be better than this. We need firm leadership on the pitch to get the players working. A firm leadership by Brad Gallison to remove these kind of fans. The fact he was removed within about five minutes of it happening, uh, and he was walked out by police, which was great, amazing. The one thing I will say, Jill's fans, you did yourself no justice by then trying to chase him down the tunnel whilst he was being escorted out by police. You all know who you are. But... Look, he was gout, he's a lifetime ban, and said we never ever have to see his uh, face again. Uh, Al Thomas again, uh, Ainsworth would be ideal for the team. Uh, Ainsworth, yes, he was sacked by QPR last night, but would he ever come to Jules? I, I doubt it very much. If anything, he'll probably go back to Wickham. Uh, it kind of seems to have a bit of a love affair going there. Uh, Keelan, thoughts on the performances of Conor Marston of late? Feel like he's one of the people who are slowly falling into the I'm not going to give 100% until there's a manager for me to impress category. Uh, that uh, that you discussed and doesn't seem to really be focused since Harris's sack. Um, I kind of understand what you mean. I mean, look, again, when Harris was sat, Conor Marston did the first uh, post-match and you could tell he was just not happy. I think the players will probably feel that Harris's second was slightly unfair, uh, how they were doing. They may also feel that they're slightly to blame, which I don't feel is correct for them. I think they, they're, they're not to blame at all. But, look, um, yeah, his performances haven't been great. 
they've not been the worst, I would say, yeah, he's probably maybe playing at 85%. But yeah, he might not be given 100% until we know who the new man in charge is. So, uh, yeah, let's uh, wait to see what happens. Uh, got a few more comments we're going to quickly get through. So, uh, Mark Morgan, completely agree with everything Max said. That was my little rant that I had yesterday. So... Please have a look and tell me what you think. Uh, Pennock is managing in Singapore Premier League. He's top of the league. Yeah, I, no thanks. Um, Fred, that was Fred Perry. Uh, Brad, uh, I had an old boy sat next to me at the Swindon about, uh, sorry, Swindon away shout, fuck off back home uh, to the Sikh stewards. It's absolute shambles and needs to be stopped. So Brad, what I would have said is if you had heard that, why did you not go and report it to the stewards? Why are you commenting on X? That that that's my only argument there. If you knew who he what you know knew what he said, why did you not report it? That would be my only question there. Um, why doesn't Brad listen anymore? A miserable motory racing fan said he did. He actually jumped on at the end of the pod. Uh, clubs, uh, cl uh, sorry, uh, shorts don't matter. Like that name, very good. Uh, club lost of any idea or direction. The manager situation has gone on far too long. The fans need reassurance from the top that changes are afoot and soon. Today's performance was woeful. Um, it was woeful. Shea's only played three games since Neil left. 1-2 uh, and lost today. Worst player, Harsh Owen. Uh, I think, to be fair, that was probably me that said that, Chris. Uh, it's the amount... That, I'm just saying yesterday, for me, he was the worst player on the pitch. I don't... I, I just feel he had the worst game out of everyone. Everyone had a bad game, but he had the worst game. Uh, so I'm, I'm not digging Shea a hole. I, I love Shea. I've met him a few times. He's such a lovely bloke. I just think it wasn't his game yesterday. Uh, Craig GFC. It's the amount that they've had before due to having the, uh, to rush before kickoff. Uh, I'm guessing that's to do with the alcohol. Um so uh, we've got uh, just, oh yeah, sorry, a miserable motor racing fan. Matt Olsen, you are right. The racist gestures are intolerable, but so is the effing and blinding at a player who has scored. Look, um, in terms of comments, that's pretty much the last one. I'm going to end the comments because, oh God, 20 minutes worth of comments, that's long. Uh, I'm going to end it on this. Look, really simply put, if we are going to give opposing players jip, when they're up, about to take a penalty, you know, giving all the hand gestures, booing, whatever, trying to put them off, and they score, we have to accept that they are going to give us something back. The problem is, as Jules fans, we then want to go that extra bit more, don't we? But we get, we need to stop. We need to stop doing that because when we escalate even more, what happened yesterday just will keep happening. But as I've said. It's not just about the people doing it, it's about us that don't do it, that when we see it, we say something. There is a telephone number, it's plastered all around the stadium, look out for it. Um, you know, anything racist, sexist, homophobic, I don't care what it is, if it's not right and you know it's morally not right, do something about it. Guys, uh, that was a bit of a rant. I'm going to get on to your player of the uh, week and I'll explain what, say, what we're doing for that. Uh, and yeah look thank you for sending in all your comments please keep listening and I said definitely go back and listen to that show because wow it was something else so play of the week now obviously I've been away for a couple of weeks uh, so I'm actually going to do it kind of more as a player of the month for this month so actually what I've done is I've looked at our last few games 
and I've picked for me the, the three strongest performers uh, out of those three games. Uh, everything from obviously the this, this Swindon game, uh, the Newport game yesterday, uh, the Knotts game the other week. Um, so our three players that we're going to have for player of the week. We have got Scott Malone, uh, we have Conor Mahoney and we have the one who I'll be honest was getting my vote after a magnificent save the other night is Jake Turner. Guys, this is the end of the breakfast show for this week. It's been a bit of a long one, been emotional. <laughs> Thank you so much for watching if you've made it through to this point. Um, there will be a breakfast show next week again. As always though, guys, up the jewels.